With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Friday, August 26th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians fall 3-1 to one in the opener of a four-game series in Seattle on Thursday. Tristan McKenzie, uh, he made one mistake. Uh, he uh, hung a slider to Mitch Hanniger in the first inning. The first three batters of the game uh, scored against uh, McKenzie on a three-run homer, and then he was lights out after that. Gave the Guardians six innings, allowed the three runs, and uh, winds up taking the loss because Cleveland's offense couldn't get untracked against Marco Gonzalez. Uh, we've seen this before where McKenzie goes out and, you know, gives him a strong outing, makes one mistake, usually gets burned by the the, the lone home run or the three-run home run or whatever, and uh, the offense just can't recover for him. It's, it's not the first time it's happened this season, uh, but it's frustrating nonetheless. Yeah, the home run is keeping this guy – from being a Cy Young contender, I think, Joe. I mean, this guy keeps giving up home runs at the wrong time. You know, yesterday, the three-run homer to Hanniger. Uh, this last time out in Toronto, he gives up two solos and he gets beat two to one. You know, of course, the offense hasn't really helped bail him out, but, you know, he's right on the razor's edge of having just a, you know, kind of a blowout season, a, you know, a, a breakout season but he can't keep the ball in the park at the right time. Yeah, after the home run to Hanniger, uh, he retired 18 of the next 20 batters he faced. He only gave up one walk and one base hit after that. Uh, and, a, you know, that was he was in sort of one of those zones where everything was working for him. It's just if he had one pitch back that he could, he could get. Uh, Hanniger said after the game that he started him off with uh, uh, two straight sliders, and, and once he recognized that spin, he, he he was sitting on the third, and and that's what he got a slider over the middle of the plate, and and he hit it out of the park. Uh, I don't know if that was uh, you know sequencing was to blame or execution was to blame, but uh, one pitch if McKenzie could have it back, he would probably want that one back. Yeah, you know, just from watching him in the first inning on YouTube on a YouTube broadcast, um. He he was all over the place. Uh, you know, the first three or four hitters that McKenzie, you know, that Tristan faced, he he really wasn't throwing a lot of strikes. And then he kind of zoned in on uh, Hanniger and you know just kind of you know left the pitch over the plate and, and got burned by it. But after that, 
I mean, he was lights out. I mean, look, listen, look at these numbers, Joe. I mean, he's 3.17 ERA, 147 innings. Uh, you know, he's got he's only walked 37 guys, 142 strikeouts, 140, 104 hits allowed. He's got a whip under zero. It's like 0.9 something. I mean, this guy's having a great year, but the home run is, is, is the home run bug has bit him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got another, uh, you know, another, what, five, six uh, starts, uh, you know, maybe left in the year, uh, depending on what he does with those starts. Maybe you start considering some some down ballot Cy Young uh, consideration. But, you know, he needs he needs help on the other end of things. He needs uh, he needs to to shore up the the home run ball. And then he needs the offense to, to come back and, you know, sort of give him. Uh, a, a little bit more because you know there it's rare that uh, Cy Young voters are going to look at uh, a guy who you know doesn't have ten it, you know at least ten wins or or has a losing uh, one loss record. It's a that's a horrible way to to look at a a pitcher's value. But you know wins and losses do count. You know whether you want whether whether they should or not. Uh, McKenzie uh, did it, it, not that it makes a, a difference or he he's going to use it as an excuse, but. He woke up uh, yesterday morning with a stiff neck, came to the ballpark, and his 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 neck was stiff. He told trainers that worked on him a little bit. He went out to throw his bullpen, and he loosened up, so he gave him the all clear. He said, I'm all right. Uh, but that was one of the first things that Tito told us postgame was that, you know, he, he did come into the park with a, a stiff neck, and that was a concern. They had Brian Shaw all lined up, ready to go as an opener in, a, in, in an emergency situation. And, and Shaw had pitched the day before uh, they were going to, uh, you know, skip uh, McKenzie's start. But, you know, he gave them uh, a good six innings. And, and you know, once he got into it and felt it, you know, he was he was performing pretty well. Well, that says a lot, Joe, especially after watching him in the first inning. His control was kind of all over the place. He wasn't throwing a lot of strikes. You know, that 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 explains something right there. Give the kid credit. You know, and what we're seeing here, Joe, last year, remember, he was walking the ballpark. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's he's got the walks under control. Last year, he also gave up 21 homers, the same number of home runs he's allowed this year. So, you know, that's, I guess, you know, you, you nothing comes, I don't think, unless you're, you're truly well, blessed, the whole package doesn't arrive at once. So we're seeing a guy evolve here. Well, remember, 23, 24 years old, he's still... He's he's very good and he's very he's experienced, but he's not a veteran yet. He's got to learn that balance between you know when do I when do I give up a walk when it's okay when do I give into a hitter when do I not give into a hitter these are these are the things that that he's gonna learn and you know a little bit more time we we expect so much of these guys because the other guys around him have had that success so early and so quickly Shane Bieber Aaron Savali Zach Plesac came up so young and so you know, ready to go. And, and, and they did. And, uh, you know, McKenzie's not one of those guys that pitched in college. Remember that he, he, you know, his experience came in the, in the low minors. Uh, whereas the other guys had that experience already. All right. Uh, the, so the loss for the guardians actually didn't sting as much as it could have. The, uh, the twins have lost now six in a row. They, they fell to Houston, uh, last night. And uh, Baltimore uh, came back and, and rallied back and, and beat the White Sox in, 11, uh, in, in extra innings. Uh, the Central Division uh, still a four-game lead for uh, the Guardians heading into uh, action this weekend. 
Yeah, definitely, uh, Joe. The the Twins are struggling. This is really a time for for uh, the the Guardians to take advantage of it, and you know, give them credit. They swept San Diego, but they, you know, if you if they they can't they can't roll over in this series against Seattle. They've got to maybe hopefully come out with a split. It'd be great if they could win the season, you know, the the uh, series. But that's going to take some doing against against the pitchers. Uh, Seattle is is sending to the mound in the next three games. Yeah, they've got things lined up. This is a big weekend here in Seattle. Uh, Ichiro Suzuki is going to enter the Hall of Fame for the Mariners, and they've got all the fanfare. They're expecting a sellout on Saturday night. Uh, pre uh, before his ceremony. Uh, I got fireworks for curated, uh, a, a fireworks music playlist curated by Ichiro. So who knows what, what the music is going to sound like there. Uh, but it, it's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of buzz around the ballpark. The game on TV tonight is, uh, Apple TV is the broadcast. Again, I'm sure a, a lot of fans back in Cleveland are not happy about that. Uh, we see a lot of, uh, a lot of complaints when the games are on YouTube or on Apple TV, but but yeah, this is a big weekend, and it's a big weekend in terms of just that barometer. Again, we talked about uh, after the San Diego series, Cal Quantrill talked about how you know beating good teams is important in the regular season. It lets you know that you can hang with these teams in the in, in the postseason if you if you you know happen to make it there. Uh, Seattle would be a team that right now the the Guardians would be lined up to to possibly play either in a wild card or in a uh, you know, in, in the divisional round, if they can advance. So, uh, you know, you, you have to know that you can match up against these guys and, and beat these guys. I think Tristan McKenzie showed that, you know, he could be effective against this lineup. The, uh, the, the guardians offense just needs to to come around. Uh, you know, we saw a Seattle bullpen that's a mu- that has been over the last month or, uh, or so, uh, has been one of the best in, in baseball. We've, uh, you know, we know that the Guardians bullpen is, is really good, uh, but Seattle's bullpen actually even uh, a little bit better. Andres Munoz came out last night. He's throwing 102 and then dropping 94 mile an hour sliders on guys. Yeah, he was really, really good. Uh, you know, uh, Yonder Alonzo was doing the color on YouTube, uh, former Indians first baseman. and did a pretty good job. Uh, it was fun to listen to him. But, you know, he pointed out that that at bat, uh, when uh, in I think it was uh, Re- it was in the eighth inning when he struck out Ramirez. Yeah, Ho- Jose Ramirez. He said that was a key at bat of the game and was really you know raving about Munoz as a slider and his and you know he's throwing a hundred. Then he drops a slider on Jose and you know strikes him out. And he said that was the at bat of the game. And you know they had two on with two outs. But uh, definitely, you know, a big, you know, it was an impressive performance by Munoz. And I thought Marcos Gonzalez really pitched well. I mean, you know, he's a veteran. He kind of, you know, he did just what he needed to do. He kept him off balance. You know, he gives up three hits in the first inning and then it's then it's over. You know, and then he kind of slammed the door for the next five innings. Yeah, Gonzalez is the kind of pitcher that has traditionally always given Cleveland, you know, fits just uh he, that that he's he doesn't overpower you but he's a you know he's just effective and throws strikes and knows how to get hitters out i guess is the is the big key there so uh yeah i you know mentioning that it was ichiro weekend i wanted to talk a little bit about uh ichiro and just you know his connection not not necessarily to, to cleveland and all that but uh, i asked terry francona pregame you know what he remembered about facing ichiro as a player and Tito said back in, you know, when he came on in, in 2001 uh, and, uh, you know, Tito was 
wondering and looking around going, you know, how are we going to get this guy out? You know, when he first came out, uh, came up, he's, he said you had to you had to play your your middle infielders at double play depth just to get uh, a chance to get him at first base because the guy was so quick. Uh, he said Ichiro changed the game in in multiple ways, not just at the plate or on the bases. He he was an all around complete player. Yeah, definitely. That 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 rings true. What Tito said about moving your infielders in. Uh, I I remember when uh, they Cleveland first got a, their lo- first game against Ichiro or first series. You know when they had that great infield with, middle infield with Robbie Alomar and Omar Vizquel. And uh, he, he beat out a couple infield hits, and then they both had to move in. And you're talking about guys that won maybe combined, what, over 25 gold gloves. They had to move a couple steps in just to, just to throw this guy out. So he really did change the game. And uh, another, I, I remember, uh, you know, Grady Sizemore, um, you know, a Seattle native, uh, and uh, they were out, uh, Cleveland was out in Seattle, and Grady was on second base late in the game. There was a single to right field where Ichiro was playing, and and Sizemore like was running like uh, like the hounds of hell were after him and scored. But you know it was a great you know it was a great you know kind of competition. You know Ichiro had a great arm, had made a great throw, but Grady was just a little bit faster that day. But but I know talking to him after the game, he was really pumped up after that. Yeah, you you, you kind of know when you when you score on a play like that that you you pretty much stole one because because each row throw you out more than uh, more often than not. He was he was sort of a wizard that the, the kind of things that he could do. I you know I've seen videos of him you know throwing balls from uh, from the outfield into into trash cans and at, at home plate and you know all sorts of other things. It's just like the almost like a magician uh, with what he could do in the outfield and. Uh, his his speed on the bases, uh, his ability to to make contact. You know, he was he was a contact rate king before there was was any such thing. You know, before there was a Stephen Kwan, and and I'm going to talk to Stephen. Uh, you know, before tonight's game, just just about Ichiro and 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 how he sort of influenced his his game, uh, and and we'll see. Uh, you know what we can get out of that, but but really, uh, just a. Uh, he's going to be he's going to be the first Japanese player inducted into the uh to the Hall of Fame when once he becomes eligible I think he's a first ballot guy do you think he's a unanimous guy I think he's definitely a first ballot guy but you know if uh, I you know we've had a couple what first ballot guys get in Rivera and uh, and Cheetah right and Tony and, and well first uh, you're talking first ballot unanimous, unanimous. Unanimous. Yeah. I think you, Jeter and, and Rivera should should be unanimous. Absolutely. Yeah, they were unanimous. If Jeter and Rivera are unanimous, then there's no reason why Suzuki but should I, be I don't know about each one. I think he gets in first ballot, but I don't know if he's unanimous. Well, who votes again? Why, uh, give me a reason why you would not not I put do. him on your ballot the first time. I can't think of a reason not to. Yeah, either can I, but... If, if you're leaving the, the him voters, off the ballot, the voters are fickle, man. They, right. I mean, if you're leaving him off the ballot, you have to have a reason to leave him off the ballot. This that's the difference. It, Ted Williams guy, wasn't a unanimous. I mean, he wasn't terrible with the media. He wasn't the greatest with the media, but obviously oh, he's okay. Yeah. He, he he's working with an interpreter, so you know, whatever. But you know, I unless you've got a specific axe to grind with him. Or you find some. Maybe sort he of... didn't hit home runs. Who knows? Oh yes. Know. Oh, he did. Okay, Rod Carew didn't hit home runs either. But Rod yeah, Carew's yeah. first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, yeah. I don't. Th- I think he's got a first ballot. No, no, no. I'm, I I, I, I'm not saying that you don't think he's going to be. I, I, I think 
show me the baseball writer out there that can justify not putting him on the uh, uh, on his ballot in the, the first year of eligibility. And he, he's got to be unanimous in my mind. But, you know, for all the reasons we've just been spending the last five minutes saying there's there's no reason to leave him off the ballot. But uh, and and if G- now, don't tell me that, you know, Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera are, are unanimous first ballot Hall of Famers, but Suzuki isn't. That that tells me that the, the whole process is is New York biased. Then only Yankees can be only Yankees from the that era can be unanimous uh, first ballot Hall of Famers. I, I don't think so. That that doesn't sit well with me. I need I need the the first Japanese player in the Hall of Fame to be unanimous first ballot Ichiro, the guy who won Rookie of the Year and MVP in the same season. Come on, that this there you you you, no, you I, can't argue against it. Yeah, and, I mean. And, it should be, but you never know with these guys. Well, we'll see. I think uh, plenty of people around here are, would would uh, argue it for that case. So, uh, yeah, we're we're looking at uh, again the the pitching matchups this weekend uh, should be pretty incredible. Uh, as as we've got Shane Bieber and Logan Gilbert going tonight, I think uh, Apple TV Plus got uh, got the best game of the series in terms of matchups. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow on Saturday, Zach Plesac, Luis Castillo, they get to to show off their their acquisition from the trade deadline uh, from Cincinnati. And then on Sunday, Aaron Savali and, you know, Robbie Ray, who just won a Cy Young last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Castillo, you know, uh, Cleveland is familiar with him. You know, they've had some success with him against uh, when he pitched in in Cincinnati. I don't. I haven't seen Gilbert that much. Maybe I don't know if they picked. Did the, you face him last year or not? Cleveland faced him last year in his in his major league debut. Yeah, and you know he was a little bit wild. He didn't he didn't stay in long, but you saw flashes in that game of of why he was such a highly uh, you know regarded rookie and, uh, and prospect. And then he's been on a roll pretty much lately. He's he's actually been been pretty strong for them. He's a big guy, throws hard. Um, uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how Zach Plesac responds after getting getting skipped in the rotation last week uh, because of the rainout. And you know this is the the site of his probably his best game of the season last year uh, when when Plesac, uh, came out here with uh, Cleveland and, and pitched in Seattle. Uh, he was he took what a no hitter into the eighth inning. Yeah, yeah, that was that he was really he was he was strong that night. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a good performance by him. And hopefully, you know, maybe this extra rest gives him some time to uh, kind of, you know, kind of have a team meeting with himself and uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, get get recharged and get pointed in the right direction because he could use a he could use a break here and there. What would uh, a split of the series and, you know, coming home, uh, maybe, you know, what, three and three on the road trip or you know, even four and four and two, if they're able to, what would, what would, uh, you know, taking a few games in this series mean uh, for Cleveland to, to, you know, come home next weekend or next week? I think it's important, Joe, because they come home and they play these guys again, right? They play. So they get them, you know, they're, they're getting them, uh, you know, in, in September, they're getting them on what September, a a four game series at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, You know, this is going to be, and you, you know, if the season if the season ended today, I think they, you know, Cleveland and, and uh, Seattle would would face each other in the wild card round. Yeah, but that would be in Cleveland a three game, uh, you know, a three game best of three series uh, there in Cleveland if that happened. 
they also get Baltimore uh, sandwiched in between them. And we were, and we're watching how Baltimore has been handling the White Sox, you know, this past week. So uh, all very, very interesting. The uh, Tito said it best yesterday uh, during his pregame. It was uh, uh, he was asked about the importance of some of these games and and, uh, you know, are these are these big games and whatever he says. It's Major League Baseball. These are all big games. There, there are no easy games in Major League Baseball. So, uh, you know, he knows what's what's at stake right now with the uh, the rest of the season coming up. All right, Hoinsey, that's going to wrap up uh, this week in the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We will uh, check back in with you at some point, uh, you know, early next week as the Guardians come home after this long road trip and open up a, a homestand against the uh, Orioles and the Mariners. Uh, we'll check in with you then. All right, Joe.